0: Welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your hosts and licensed funeral directors, Victor Rubio and Natalie Willis. I'm Victor Rubio, and I'm Natalie Willis. And today we are here to discuss episode seven of season four of Six Feet Under, titled "The Dare." Uh, Natalie's back.
1: Thank you for all your well wishes, flowers, (laughs) chocolates, text messages. None of that happened. Well Uh, wishes happened. Thank you.
0: It's been sort of. And it wasn't
1: self-diagnosed bronchitis. I can't even talk bronchitis. That's how sick I was. I can't even pronounce it. (laughs) I went to urgent care, and Mm -hmm. I had it.
0: I'm talking more of when you told me you were sick because before I you know. went to urgent care.
1: I'm so smart. I know what's wrong with my body.
0: So it was self-diagnosed.
1: No, it was self-diagnosed <laughs> and then backed up by a professional. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, it's been sort of a rough two, it's maybe been even three weeks w- around um, here. Awful. Between how sick I got, you how were sick you got, sick.
1: I was sicker. Okay, I, just, I, I, I win. The <laughs> just room. have to one up me. <laughs> I have to one up you, and not I win.
0: And and yeah, so we're we're finally. Um, we're back. Um, My seat
1: feels kind of warm. It's like somebody was here. Well, speaking
0: of that. <laughs> I
1: want to take this moment to say thank you, beautiful, angelic Marissa, for filling in when I was on death's bed. Uh, and, you were fabulous. You were and I, wonderful.
0: And I think she did a great job. She
1: did a fantastic job. See, I went up you on that, too. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Um, yes, she did a great job. She and did. Thank you for any of the compliments anyone sent. Um, I think for totally just plop plopping her in and just being like hey you want to do this five second notice (laughs) yeah and she was like yeah let's do this Mm -hmm. um i say i what i also want to bring up is we've been toying me and marissa have been toying with the idea of doing a dexter podcast okay um sort of follow up this you know this is digging six feet under we were going to try and do digging dexter um, oh, so, wait, I
1: see you're doing a play on the name that I invented. Yes, oh, yes. Okay, <laughs> I, it's in my contract. It's funny, Marissa. is <laughs> the
0: voice of the podcast, and you are the creator of the, uh, the title. The title, right? <laughs> uh, So, being that if you heard Marissa last week, and if you are a fan of Dexter, uh, please feel free to write in. Let me know what you think about that because I really want to do another podcast, but <clears throat> we'll get to that. Uh, I want to give a quick second to shout out to our well. He's my fan, but he's our fan, Mm -hmm. Colton. Love him. Um, Me and him traded some, I feel like, do I want to say it? Yeah. We traded some beers and he sent me some local. Okay. Listen, you have you have. I do not drink (laughs) beers. I'm
1: okay with that.
0: (laughs) Uh, He sent me some awesome beers that I plan on drinking tonight after we record. I was going to drink them on the air, Mm -hmm. but he told me I'd probably get too drunk. Ooh. Yeah. So um, shout out to Colton. Thank you. Thank you very much for those hilarious joke so he sent me a box of beers mm-hmm. and on the box and i didn't realize this till he had uh, uh, showed uh pointed it out after he wrote not poop <laughs> oh, that's you know, really like, funny. Yeah. that's really clever <laughs> so, that and funny, funny <laughs> uh just some feedback on last week from david there's a question something he sort of proposed that i'm going to use as this week's and that's my ice machine uh used uh he pointed out something that he would talked about that i'm going to use as the question for the end mm-hmm. i thought it was something fun to talk about um david i wanted to reiterate his comment uh you saw did you watch last week's episode i yeah. did yeah uh on the scene where everyone starts singing when they're high yes uh he wrote and this is my favorite scene uh short of the finale of course in six feet under when they're all high claire and Edie are painting on the walls the other three are starting to get frisky on the bed everyone starts to sing It's just such a beautiful moment. Nothing super interesting happens, but the way it's filmed and acted along with the music. I love it so much. I thought it was a cool scene. I wouldn't put it... My favorite scene comes at episode 12 of this season. Okay. But that one was for him. And also, do you remember the gift that Claire gave to David? Yes. With the fire behind him. I thought he gave um, sort of a perfect analysis of what it is. Uh, He wrote, I interpreted the gift the image itself, as a phoenix rising from the ashes. Oh, David, that's so clever. He's true. I thought that was really... He's right. Uh, With all that being said, I guess we could get into today's episode. Um... Thoughts on this episode before we get into it.
1: I already told you, but I, I know the, the whole point the whole point of me the asking you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, this has been a really trying week for me, and mm-hmm. when I watched this episode this morning before work, which is why well, I was an hour and a half late, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in tears. This was a very this is this was way more emotional for me than that's my dog. Just so you know, really, it was it was really tough to watch Interesting. this one. Yeah. Okay. Not everybody will get it. Not everybody will agree with me, but it was it was tough for me. No. It just it brought back a lot lot of stuff of when I was a married old lady.
0: I think one of the best things about this show is that random episodes. I mean, just like, just like David said, that was his favorite scene. Yeah. While I liked it, I wouldn't put it probably anywhere near my top 50 scenes, but to David, it meant everything, you know? So I think that's what's you great about what this was, show. You know what was, when I
1: was watching this, this morning too, I just thought about when I, I, I never watched a show. I don't think I ever watched a show when it was out, out, but I watched it while I was in mortuary school and I just thought I never I never would think or know or project that I would be and experiencing or relating to a lot of the show, especially this episode.
0: Well, again, it's probably one of, been one of the most repeated things on the show is that exactly that. If you watched this show 10 years ago, you would have not probably picked up no. on half of it. Or you would have been like, oh, you'd have been like so invested in Rico's storyline because it's kind of, you know, he's just straight up just cheating and whatever, but you know you're 10 years later and you're like oh my god i'm joe or i'm brenda Like, you know i was in a relationship where i didn't want it or i did want it um so yeah that that's that's proof of it um i kind of wrote here the episode's called the dare and really not until we started uh until we started that i realized everyone has like it's not a dare per se but it's just sort of everyone kind of goes what i feel is like everything that's been bubbling up these past few episodes minus like ruth and george kind of comes to fruition Rico gets caught. The uh, Brenda and Joe thing, finally, that thing goes over. Claire and Edie, finally. Keith finally comes out at work. And Nate has, you know, he sort of realizes that Lisa, whatever, we'll get there. Um, Let's talk about the death capsule uh first thing joan morrison says is i thought it would go away and it never did it kept growing and growing Mm -hmm. which i feel like is (laughs) exactly this episode Mm -hmm. you know um oh yeah it is right Mm, everything it's just like i said everything finally comes to fruition um thinking about this i watched it the other day and i'm just thinking about this today just because it's it's probably one of the first ones where they don't show the death
1: no they did not you're right
0: I think, I feel...
1: I was waiting for the doctor to,
0: like, drop dead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how... Or just someone walks in, whatever. Um, This has to be the most horrible... One of the most horrible ones, because it's like, you know you're dead. Well, I mean, you know, once they walk out of the room and she gets her test done, you know, it's like being told you have X amount of days to live. Mm -hmm. Like, shit. And it was preventable. Because you said, I wish you would have called me later. Um, I, I, That one, like, kind of sticks with me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um,
1: it's kind of a reality, though, like in a lot of people's lives and in society today. Um, if you, especially if you don't have health insurance, you just you know try to work it out, see if it will go away. Yeah, and then these things happen. I mean, I myself do not go to the doctor unless I absolutely have to, and uh, I know my father did not, and then. The one day that he went, they said, you're, you're not going to yeah. make it. Yeah. You're not. You've that's, got less than 30 days. And lo and behold, yeah. he was dead. And it was probably something that could have been prevented had he.
0: Yeah. That's mis- why. And that's why, I mean, probably showing, not showing the death is just as, what's the word I want to say, powerful yeah. as if, if they had shown it, you know, Um, well, RIP John Morrison, uh, our episode starts out with Claire looking at a picture of Edie smiling at David's house. Girl crush. <laughs>
1: she's. Well, I was. I kept thinking girl crush. Girl, girl crush. It, I don't know if it's. It's not a girl. She's proud of her work. Is what I interpreted that as. But also maybe um, subliminally. Is that the word? Is that how you pronounce it?
0: Subliminally. Yes.
1: <laughs> that she's a little girl crush,
0: which is cute. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And she's sort of exploring her mm-hmm. sexuality of sorts. Uh, so she's staying with David. And David thinks he's okay, and he's definitely not.
1: <laughs> and I didn't watch the ep- the other the the episode prior to this until last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you know, I was sick, and mm-hmm. I just didn't even want to deal with it. I Hurst. It was when I watched it last night. I thought, I can't believe David. Well, I can't believe David's not telling them the truth. And the one person that gets the truth out of him is there for him and sticking up for him and protecting him being, you know, the sister. Right. And it just, you know, and I remember when we started the season, I was over Claire, but that right there just showed such a tremendous loyalty and, and she's strong and, and love and support. And I absolutely respect her for this.
0: Yeah. And, you know, he had to, he needed to tell those details, which it sounded like that no out. one. Um, he was tortured. And that's why I guess Claire w- was staying with him. But, you know, we, you see really quickly that he's clearly not okay. No. Not how yet. Could he, how could he be? Right. And he's, he probably just doesn't want to be a, a, burden. Store, a burden on anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was about, before we started, I was going to say this episode, more than any of the ones coming up, is clear proof that there is no embalming room funeral industry stuff involved anymore in this show it'll pop up like last week mm-hmm. with the calvarium clamps thank mm-hmm. you for that you're welcome <laughs> um but we see that david is clearly not okay because he's cleaning the prep room <laughs> and david and nate come downstairs and what i wanted what the, what i why i wanted to bring that up is it's such it's so funny to, to to realize this and it's such this is how you realize let me say this when i first started working in the industry i was just sort of like man i'll never be that obsessed Looking at like older funeral directors have been doing it longer and I'm still starting out. My first like few years, I was like, I'll never be like that guy where I care that much. And then this episode came on and David's cleaning and you see all the old Dodge bottles. Yes. And my heart generally went like, oh, uh, I miss those bottles. I did. Bot- <laughs> you it know was funny. Those bottles are the older version of, not the one before this, but... To, you know, from today, those are two generations old because they have a, a tint to the plastic. Yes, yes the, the, I remember the Dodge bottles that they just went away from yes. had that, like, uh, what do you say, kind of cloudy plastic, mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. were clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, if to, to, to know what we're talking about in this scene, David's cleaning, he has all of different embalming fluids from Dodge. Dodge is a company that yes. is the leader, I yes. could say that, in he, embalming I fluid think so. and embalming chemical supplies and all that. And recently, uh, I guess I don't know. Was it OSHA that made them change it to put the labels, the MSDS on it? Yes. MSDS is Material Safety Data Sheet.
1: Woo! What? A plus, plus. <laughs>
0: uh, And that's just letting you know all the hazards and whatnot of the of the uh, chemicals. And you know they used to have cool little like logos on. Not lo- yeah, I guess logo because like Permaglow would have its own little thing and mm-hmm. um, um, Introfine These are all different fluids. And each bottle would and the the biggest benefit of these old bottles but you could use them as arm blocks or I back know, blocks. I know. So they you could wonderful. kind of like you could uh position the body when you're embalming and those were perfect mm-hmm. for that. Recently it's it's been like two years now.
1: Has it been two? I thought yeah. it's only been a year.
0: Yeah. Uh Dodge and I guess whatever it was from OSHA whatnot, that now the bottles are round and they have the MSDS on it. Um And it just, it totally takes now the most personable, customizable they get is the colors Mm -hmm. of the fluid and it just made me miss it and that's why i was like wow you you (laughs) you're you're a nerd about the industry you know at least about the embalming fluid and whatnot Um, i do miss those those i really do those things are genius you know it's funny like in 30 years they're gonna come back and we're gonna be like oh my god and some kids are gonna be like oh my god they look so fucking stupid they're gonna be like
1: these bottles are stupid they don't help what are these are what, what do we use these for are you doing
0: the, the the Victor from New York accent? <laughs> Yo, what's up with these stupid bottles, huh? Oh, uh, oh, uh, forget about it.
1: <laughs> That's my impression of Victor. Thank you. <laughs> he's from Staten Island.
0: Um, Rico asked David to pick up Mrs. Morrison. <laughs> and I just think how... But Rico's not joking. Or maybe he's doing it to just sort of like jab at him. Because I mean... First of all, no, I don't think he was joking at all. I think he's just. I, well, I think we skipped over something. First, let's start with well, Rico's storyline. I'm gonna compact yeah. it around. Okay, I'm got just. It, I'm got kind it. of sticking with the David. got thing it, got here. It. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was out sick last what week. The fuck? Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just think, I can't believe Rico was just like, yeah, it's a good idea. Go get back in that van and pick up a body. Do exactly <laughs> what everything, you know. After he's seeing him clearly just going on a, a, a trail of craziness cleaning the prep room because he just... I don't, I really, honest busy. to
1: God, don't think that he was thinking. I think that he just feels overwhelmed and overwhelmed right, and, and, and he and just yeah.
0: was doing that. And I, I guess. And it's
1: got to be frustrating too between him and Nate, who are also the owners, and they're not giving 100%. Well,
0: this is, and again, we, we, we kind of say this when when it pops up, something like this with Steph, only the three of them can make a removal. I know. Like, what happens when there's a Fisher party, right? at someone's birthday and mm-hmm. Rico is off. To me, it feels like this firm does like maybe forty calls a year. It can't. But look look at the size of the, the place. They uh, but can't.
1: I I don't make okay fifty. No, I, I, I just they <laughs> they I don't. They're not a busy firm. I, they're busy, I, but not busy.
0: I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed crazy that it's like only the three only three owners can make a removal. But
1: they don't <laughs> have any other staff. Who's their other staff? Who's their associate?
0: No, no. I understand. I think. While the show gets a lot right of the funeral industry,
1: it gets a lot wrong.
0: I I think this part is you have you have a staff guy who's not licensed, who's interested in being in the field, or or whatever side money or side, kind of money of or side or yeah. There's Come there's companies on. that will that just. Um,
1: They act on your behalf. They are, they represent your firm. They're highly professional. They'll go, they'll go, they'll go make, they'll go pick up
0: a case from you from North hospital. Mm -hmm. And they'll also go for another funeral home to pick up a case. Yeah. Um, so you don't, only the three owners, are the only ones that can pick up a body. Um, this, pet- when when they sing to, to Maya this petunia and an onion patch song, have you heard of this before? Never, I've never heard of this never before. Heard of this. And apparently, it's like an actual, it's like an old is folklore it? It song. It was
1: really cute how they all got together as right. a family to sing. Yeah. And, and Maya's look was like, What is but happening? It, it's
0: funny, Anita was like, What the hell did you guys just do? And she's like, Yeah, that makes yeah. sense.
1: <laughs> that was, I did lol. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I,
0: I. Do you want to uh, transition to Keith and how it factors into David, or you want to hop into other storylines before we get uh, you back know what? to...
1: Let let me have you lead us. Okay. Be the leader that I know
0: you are. Okay. Well okay. then, uh, it sounded like you wanted to talk about Rico, so let's talk about Rico. No, let's save that for later. Okay, so I'm not okay. going to be a leader. <laughs> uh, we see Ruth. She's dusting George's rock, rock. collection. <laughs>
1: Uh, go ahead sidebar mm-hmm. for my housewarming gift. I'll take one of those dusters.
0: These things are fabulous.
1: Kind, what kind of dust? They're like feather dusters.
0: They're like a dollar
1: 99. <laughs> Yo, some of us are on budgets and we budget every penny and I thought we were best friends. So just throw that out there. All right. Christmas is coming.
0: I'll tell you what, if anyone wants to send <laughs> no digging six feet under a feather duster, uh, Amazon prime, send it over. I feel like
1: if I had that, my house would be the dustless house in America.
0: But all the duster does is push dirt around, uh, dust around. But
1: then I have one of those high-tech vacuums that I can suck it up. My duster thing is broken on my vacuum, so...
0: So the 199 Feather Duster is too much, but your high-tech vacuum, your Dyson... Anyways... Uh, the priorities folks <laughs> clearly <laughs> uh, the six heads that pop up what did you think of this scene? that I, was
1: hilarious reminded me of uh, King Henry and his wives that he uh, that's beheaded. what someone
0: wrote and I didn't know what that what that meant
1: oh well a little, little history uh, lesson for you today okay uh, you don't remember uh, King Henry who killed all of his wives because they couldn't produce a son for him <laughs> no but that's funny and then funny. Anne, Anne Boylan, Anne Bolin, uh-huh. remember you know that name that's, mm-hmm. that's very pr- and he beheaded her too
0: I didn't know this. Part. And then he
1: he divorced the Catholic religion to become Protestant so that he could have divorces. That's what it reminded me of.
0: Well, that 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 would make a lot of sense why they did that. Mm-hmm. There was commentary in this episode and it was god awful. So I have nothing to share okay. from that.
1: <laughs> it uh, was cute though, but I did when they all started laughing. I wanted to know what they were laughing about.
0: I think laughing at Ruth, like yeah, got, but they said that you there's a secret, There's
1: a secret. Oh, we,
0: well, we find. That, I don't know if you remember what happens to George, but that's that's what it i is. don't i don't okay. remember what happens uh george is going fossil hunting and <laughs> ruth can't go because she has to return some books at the library <laughs> but she in then turn wants to go mm. um <laughs> th- this hiking so the place seemed cool why are you laughing
1: do you remember when we first became best friends two years ago and how i, I introduced you to my insane life and i had made an uh Confession to you that I've had a library book for seven years.
0: <laughs> I totally forgot about <laughs> and this. And <laughs> I I'm was
1: too—I'm too afraid to deal with it because a, I think yeah, I'm that's going to jail. That's the
0: theme of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: afraid I'm going to jail. If you were in this episode, <laughs> and I can't afford the late fees, and I actually never read the book, and um you got so mad at me that you picked up the phone. I did. You said you were Natalie. I did. And you went and found out what my late fees were, which it was is like. No, it wasn't that much. Okay, $22. It was like three bucks. Well, I have two books. I haven't (laughs) returned in the last... Actually, it's been eight years now. And you were so mad at me. By the way,
0: still haven't returned I was going to ask you did you return those books? <laughs> I totally forgot about that.
1: <laughs> that made me, I thought
0: about that. Yeah, I was like, oh when, I had yeah. I totally forgotten about that.
1: That's when, when that's when we sealed the deal on our friendship. <laughs> when you knew you would be the stronger <laughs> which, which, one. Which, which, by the way, I want to bring this up.
0: Uh, uh, your friend, I guess a mutual friend, a friend of, of, of you, of us, brought up something great about us that you are, com- I am very <laughs> underwhelming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You are very overwhelming.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Gabby. Thank <laughs> you, Gabby, for was, your analysis. No. I thought it's that was probably... The, I am very overwhelming.
0: I mean, my entire life, I've never heard anything more perfect <laughs> than I'm <laughs> underwhelming and you're overwhelming. It's true. It's the truest thing anyone's ever <laughs> said about me. Oh, my God. Um, well, And we learned that while they are fossil hunting, um, that we get the return of Sarah and Bettina. Love them. R- when <laughs> Ruth sees them, she just starts crying hysterically. I mean, wouldn't
1: you? Uh,
0: I, I mean, I- if She's I'm in that uh, bad of a marriage. Sh- exactly, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, w- but you know what, though? That makes me think, like, I get Sarah, because Sarah is their sisters. Mm-hmm. Why would Bettina be so happy to be with Ruth? Because Ruth is like a... Uh, a prude compared to, and I don't mean that sexual or anything. I just mean in like life. Well, but but
1: there's the opposites attract, you know. And there's still things about Ruth that she adores and loves and gets energy from her. Ruth is Ruth is a different person around her.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I guess, I mean like the energy between mm-hmm. them. And I it's think there's just a good like, energy between them. No, I, I between but, uh, Sarah and Bettina totally. I just Ruth fits in, and she just seems like a dud compared to the two of them. You know.
1: Yeah, everybody has their own special things to bring to the table. I guess so. (laughs)
0: Great. (laughs) Um, Why do I have here naming a person, significant other? Oh, okay. So Ruth labels George. No, Sarah. Sarah labels a a guy she's dating as uh, someone to do something with. (laughs) Do you think that's necessarily a bad thing? No. I think for if she's just dating, I don't get why that was that such bad of a deal.
1: I don't think it's a bad thing at all.
0: Um, anything with this whole—I mean, we see that, you know, Bettina funnily says, "You know, I just learned the history of paper mache, yeah, which was that fascinating. Was, that was fabulous.
1: That I love. Her. Let's have her. Yeah, let's be let, in her
0: circle. Let's get Kathy Bates. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I feel like we could if we tried. Anything is try. possible. I did try. <laughs> did you? you didn't well, try just, hard enough, barely. Just
0: to just to hard and acknowledge the podcast. Oh, um, Kathy Bates, I love you. I think we just totally see, you know how messed up everything is with with uh, Ruth and George. It's and, pretty messed up. And it's just like all of this.
1: I just want to punch George in the face. I'm not going to lie. A few times.
0: Yeah. Go, but going back to the last episode, it's like she kind of knew something was up going into mm-hmm. it, you know? Doesn't, um, it
1: doesn't ex- excuse the fact that he's still not the one for her. No, and-
0: but it's also sort of the thing of like, what's that story and I feel like I'm repeating I've said it before like the scorpion and the frog mm-hmm. where the frog is just like hey cro-, you know scorpion's like hey get on my back we'll cross the river I've said this before you know where I'm going yeah. with this yeah mm-hmm. and then the the, scorp- the frog is like no you're gonna kill me it's like no I'm not no I'm not and they cross the river and then the scorpion kills the frog Yeah. I feel like it's like the same thing like oh, six six divorces that's <laughs> actually kind of adorable like let's do this seventh is a charm yeah and it's just like <laughs> oh my god he's crazy like what the hell it's like crazy. get out of here um <laughs> Something else and I guess more of the storyline is just we're picking out all the, the I guess the little plot holes. Um Ruth is surprised that Sarah has all this time to date, teach, and volunteer. I'm surprised. And
1: she's a beautiful house. What, where's the money coming yeah, where from? Is, that house.
0: Yo. Larges. How do I get that life? But now let me say this. What does Ruth do all day? <laughs> <laughs> like, why isn't she teaching Will you leave and volunteering? <laughs> no, no, no! Dusting love, fossils with I, a feather duster. I'll say this: I love Frances Conroy more than I love Ruth. I think she's an amazing actress, but to the Ruth character, yeah, George, I just don't think she has anybody
1: pushing her. Uh, yes, she's stuck in that that whole house. She housewife. probably makes an entire she's that house. She's that old housewife. Where it's stigma. like no, I can't. I can't come I, out today. I, have I need to. I got to iron. I, I got yeah. to do my husband's pants. I've got to like wash sheets. Maybe make a dinner
0: right i just it, when ruth was that surprised and i i totally get that it's just that i feel like somebody should push her into that yeah and that's where bettina kind of was and i think Love the bettina. next i think the next episode they head to mexico and it's awful like mm. it's really cheesy but i guess that that push for them uh i guess we could move to nate um i guess i guess had inevitably inevitably yeah i don't know what the word i had here was but you know, just basically, to, to, to wrap up the storyline before we get into it, is like, he's never going to be over Lisa. Never. He's going to end up with Brenda. One way or another, it's just going to happen.
1: He's never going to be over Lisa. Let me just interject a comment here he's not going to be over Lisa like this was his soulmate the love of his life he's never going to be over how bad their relationship was and having and him having that lingering feeling of I could have
0: done better right right it's I, not it'll love. never his,
1: his grief for the relationship is not because you lost your soulmate the grief is you you die tragically and
0: I feel bad because I feel like I could have done more but I think also is that that okay with with that being said that also lays there with brenda because mm-hmm. him and brenda were quote-unquote perfect until brenda slept with a bunch of guys so i think there's sort of that working there um but i just think like you know they're sleeping together now and it's like oh yeah this is all fun and brenda's like oh whatever uh they know each other so perfectly yes because Brenda's like yeah, this is great for you because this way you don't have to commit. And Brenda's like, oh, I should have, you know, this is all Joe's fault. It's like, no, it's not fucking Joe's fault. It's your fault. And you never, she's been a different person these these seven episodes. She has. And finally when like, I hate using this cliche, but from push came to shove, that was it. Like, Brenda knew she was being a fake person, you mm-hmm. know, or, or not being herself to to uh, Joe. Um <laughs> Uh, so I guess to get on to Brenda and Joe, um, Joe Joe Joe, Joe's super focused and wants to plan everything, mm-hmm. and Brenda's response is, "Let's watch bad TV." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, Joe is definitely the submissive in this relationship. Yes, and, and we obviously got that. Yeah, you know, in, Nate even points out points that out where he's, you know, hey, whatever. Um, but part of me also feels that the same way Ruth should have known Joe didn't know what he was getting into but once all this started popping up I feel like Joe should be because he even said like hey you got your period and you're not pregnant why didn't you tell me Mm-hmm. that's sort of a big no, this, sign though? You know,
1: this all should have been a red flag from him from the get from the get go when they first I, met each other but this I is, guess so he said, hey, wanted to be in, he wants mm-hmm. the companionship of the woman he wants to please a woman he's submissive yeah. this is fulfilling him he's lonely he's and it's obvious too when she says what she says to him and he's like alright well you're the best that I'm gonna ever have there's not gonna be anybody on top of you so I'm just gonna you know lie down and let you do what you need to do yeah. and I'm not gonna complain about it I'm just gonna continue to worship you
0: which um, works for some relationships. We'll get to it. Well, be, before, before let's go back to, to Nate for a second. Uh, the woman he's on a date with, Mally, who's from the prior episode of the, the the doggy daycare. Um, This girl, and I guess in this situation too, is kind of perfect for Nate. Mm-hmm. And Lisa, the, the two appearances Lisa has is like totally with Nate for Nate. And the other one's like, what are you crazy saying? Yeah. You know, the inevitable. Um I, I don't know if we know, but she seems to have no baggage. She's fun.
1: Ha, everybody's got baggage, boo. I guess
0: ah, especially ah, ah. I know, but they're not showing us Ooh, she has She baggage. probably has
1: more baggage than
0: most people. More baggage than Nate?
1: Yo, let me tell you something. <laughs> than Nate? When you can't even let a little bit of your baggage out, maybe you've got more than most people. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. That's been my dating experience.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, it seems like she's... She, she has a good head on her shoulders and she does she does um but she's also like really also not ready to settle down like she just no, wants she to have some fun that's what i mean that's that's if, if you could be that honest and open about it you know um lisa and is that a petunia flower she's in or what's that flower she's in
1: so full disclosure uh-huh. i don't know what a petunia is Okay. And when I saw that costume that they were wearing, I mm-hmm. legit just thought, that is a costume, kind of looks like something from... Do you remember that show, The, um, the Teletubbies? Yes. And there you go. The end. Okay. That's my thought
0: process. Uh, Petunia is a plant. Okay. So, yes, this is kind of what she had her head in. Okay. Thing. Even though it looked more like a sunflower. Is there
1: symbolism there that I'm missing? Um, I was sick last week.
0: <laughs> well, let us know if... But Maybe there is. Petunia is eventually sleep with their exes i don't know um what i was gonna say is probably the funniest image from the show just yeah, seeing yeah, lisa looks silly. and throwing onions you know uh lisa's advice to nate is life is pain get used to it um life and, is pain right and lisa sort of talks nate into clarity because well, you know the next day he's like oh let's and you know <laughs> that's when he decides that hey let me call um What's her name? Mally. and let's let's do this date or whatever, you know. Yeah, and then <laughs> that's and that's also where she shows up, and he's like, "What are you stupid? Yeah, this this ain't gonna work. You're gonna end up with Brenda. Like we we always knew you were gonna, you mm-hmm. know." Um, and then
1: all of a sudden, Nate's like the dating
0: relationship advice guru. Why would he say that?
1: He was just like the way that he was talking to Brenda or Aaron in general was like uh are you, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> right, right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's like when you, never mind I'm only yeah, I'll do this comparison. It's Whoa. like when you have had, when you have a faithful booty call okay, and it's a sure thing, mm-hmm. you know, Friday night, 11 o'clock, let me just call this person that I know will always show up. And then the next time you call them, they're like, I'm in a relationship and I'm so happy and I really want you to be in one too. And I feel, and relationships are the best and blah, 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 blah. It's like, what wh- what happened to you? Mm-hmm. This is weird. That's how I felt. <laughs> Not coming from personal experience. No, <laughs> no. Just no. saying. <laughs> That's just how
0: I felt today. So let's take our next call on the <laughs> okay. dating hotline. Joe, you're on line one.
1: I was just like, come on, Nate. Come
0: I get on, it. Bro. I get it. I get what I you're mean, saying. I'm not saying
1: you can't come and you can't, you know, awaken and some things and so forth, but just listening to him was like, bro. Yeah. Come on.
0: But I mean, that's, that's sort of where he is right now. He's carefree Nate and he's going to bounce around. He's going to quit the funeral industry and work at doggy daycare. Right?
1: I am doing that by the way.
0: You're going to work at doggy daycare. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, yes. I hope you find someone who's dug in a, doing a dog podcast and uh, I hope how you have a great you, time with them. How do you feel about I just want me you to living be happy. here
1: and not having to pay any type of bills? <laughs> because just, I'm not going to be able to afford to live. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Nate ended things with Brenda for the episode or wherever they they lasted and we'll get there. But Rico okay. also tries to end things with Sophia. Mm-hmm. And I can tell by that head nod that you don't like Rico. Mm-hmm. Uh Brenda calls Nate during the service for Miss Morrison, and Nate, what do you want to? What is this called? Where he is, uh, right outside the chapel. The, the lobby, the... The lobby. Whatever. Yeah. He just takes that call in the middle. I know. That's like... <sighs> yeah,
1: but you got to remember too, that's the years where it was socially acceptable just to pick up your phone at any time and have was a conversation. It? Yeah. I feel like and it's then it always... Got, they, no. It's cell always cell phones been, were cool. They were new. During a funeral? No, I'm telling you. How many times have you... I, I it is not socially acceptable today, but I just think that it's back in the day when it was okay, like to be at, at the dinner table in a restaurant and just answer your cell phone and have a conversation or anywhere you go. I feel like, like that was cell phones never are new
0: except I feel and like then
1: was- social, then uh, cell phone etiquette happened and said,
0: not cool. But even Rico come up to me. He's like, what are you doing? Can you take, I, Maybe I, I highly disagree with okay, you. Okay, well, I don't think Nate Nate's making a fashion statement in the middle of the, the service. I just
1: I just remember when cell
0: phones first came out, like anybody and everybody would always take their call. Totally, no, no, no. But that's wrong because I I think it's even in the pilot, David takes a call mm-hmm. near the casket and mm-hmm. he has to walk away. So like, I yeah. have to take this.
1: I you know I've not been known to be wrong, but there's always.
0: Okay, you're not into me right now. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I am joking. I'm joking. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Okay, yeah, as usual. No, it's. I'm. I'm just saying that. I. That's what I thought about that. Yeah, it was totally. It's totally tacky. I'm just saying. Hello. <laughs> He's taking a phone call.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm not busy. Hey, <laughs> hate, hate when you make me snort, So everybody hears it. You're not gonna edit that out, are you? I'll call
0: you back. <laughs> this call uh, prompts Nate. Uh, um. Well, rather prompts prompts Brenda to tell Joe what's up. Um, do you, I don't know the way
1: kudos to her for being honest.
0: I was going to say yes. You know, and I really
1: felt like she was waiting for him to be like, I'm out of here. And when he was like, but I love you more. Yeah. She was like, shoot, (laughs) (laughs) it's completely backfired on me. This is not going to be a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what ends up, what ends up happening with them. Um, but that yeah, that stinks for Joe. Um that really sucks for Joe because Joe while he should have been able to pick up on the cues, right? He kind of also thought he just had life figured out. Yeah. I met this great girl, they're yeah. gonna move in. And it how is the,
1: sad though. It's sad because no, it's you're very right, he thinks like I met this great girl, she's smart, she's beautiful, she's into me. We have they do have good chemistry together right. when they're on. And um, yeah, it's pretty devastating.
0: Claire uh, uh.
1: Who I just have so much admiration admiration for this episode and last episode. I mean, she really stepped up, Claire. She got it together for David. I was I just find that I just it was it was heart tugging when she was when she looked at Nate and said, "Yo, you're going back."
0: Right. We're not playing. That was last episode. Because your
1: brother would do it for
0: you. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: She called out. Girl girl got things done.
0: All right. That was last episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. Last episode of this episode.
1: <laughs> really admire her.
0: Uh, um in this episode. In this episode. She's her and Edie are, are she's obsessed with this photo she took of Edie. Which is a great photo. I thought it was a great photo. It like was a great photo. I always say I don't get art or whatever, but I thought that that's a really cool photo mm-hmm. of Edie. Um when Claire Claire's at art class and the teacher is from
1: what I told you (laughs) you
0: don't know (laughs)
1: silence of the lambs and what's her name that's Catherine Martin Catherine are you down there (laughs) I I did that
0: I I, I, I swore you weren't gonna remember this name
1: you I am like the expert of silence of the lambs okay of course I'm gonna remember this okay
0: well um, okay (laughs)
1: You got nothing, right? I got nothing <laughs> because you
0: boxed in. Um, when when they go to the movies, and th- there's there's a couple things that happen, and I guess when we get back to, to David's storyline, um, did you know what what that preview was that of Julia Styles? No, that was, was it wasn't.
1: The Prince and Me,
0: right? Of course, um, I wish
1: that would happen to me. I'd go to college, meet a prince, become a princess.
0: Go on, keep going. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna sit back. <laughs> Go on. I just I watched no, clear, that movie clearly, clearly to, this, like, there's something you want to discuss I'm going to sit back it. I'm going to take a phone call and that. go on
1: I just love that movie whenever it comes on ABC I'm like let me watch this uh-huh. uh, wish this would happen to me
0: keep going <laughs> and that's it
1: that's it maybe I'll do a funeral for a prince's loved one next thing I know he's in love with
0: me I don't know All I wanted to say is.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, I'm just not myself today.
0: Uh, um, Edie slips her hand. of Their hands kind of touch. Yeah. And this is funny because this is, I mean, while they are teenagers, maybe Claire is 20, whatever. um, This is kind of like puppy, teenager. I mean, they're literally in a movie theater where it's like the old arm around, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, Claire (laughs) Claire and Edie finally sleep together. Or, I was or,
1: wondering if you were going to bring that up around me. I I know well, how uncomfortable happens, you get.
0: I know, but it happens in the episode. And, and go ahead. Wh- no, why? What I do just, you have on that?
1: I, I I mean, just discuss. I just know how uncomfortable you get with these types of topics. Go around ahead me. and
0: discuss. This is why we're no, on I mean, a podcast. They,
1: she, uh, no, what were you going to say?
0: I, I'm throwing it back to you.
1: I think that um, Edie... Edie totally called her on her um, curiosity. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Claire, I just think Claire's scared of trying this. Right. You know, because they, you know, society says, you know, let's just do this, you know, let's just do this. And it's it's a scary thing Mm -hmm. to her. And then, you know, do it. Why not? What's.
0: Yeah. Try it. And this has been weeks of.
1: Buildup. I think it's been
0: some sexual frustration buildup. Right. Mm -hmm. But. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it would have been like, all right, fine, let's finally sleep together. Instead of it was just like, you know what? I'm gonna brush my teeth. <laughs> we're gonna do this.
1: I think she's trying to avoid it a little bit more too. Yeah. Which well, yeah. she said, just just take your clothes off, right? <laughs> That's right. not how it goes.
0: Uh not totally remembering what happens, I could totally already see Edie feeling used. Oh. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. being like, You just wanted to explore your sexuality with me. Mm-hmm. Uh going totally off base here and I don't know if I'm being reckless. Is that a thing where like bi people will use a gay person to like, am I gay or not? And they realize, yes, I am. Yes, I'm not. And they come back and they're like, I don't know why I'm asking you. I have no idea. <laughs> where are you asking? Me? I, but, I don't know. Is that heard of? Because That seems like that seems I, I could imagine being a, a gay person and just being like used to let others explore their sexuality. I have no idea. I just kind of feel like that's the way this is going to end up yeah claire's claire's very everyone which way
1: yeah i have no idea i don't know
0: okay well i guess we'll find out mm-hmm. um i guess we could finish with david's storyline uh and where we left off that i was going to transition to keith um i think it was kind of funny that the only thing that makes celeste feel better is heading to a gay club <laughs>
1: i mean that makes most people feel better
0: it's so much fun most people
1: I mean it's it's fun to just go women women or men I, I guess as I'm speaking for myself always I've always have a great time right great time just the music is fantastic the atmosphere is fantastic it's a fun time
0: and, and like is this what it is like she gets does she get does she get worshipped because she's, she's a she's famous because she's famous yeah. not because she's a female
1: I mean, every time that I've if, been to... If, I, if I'm,
0: Claire walked in, would she get as much I'm attention? Sure.
1: I'm, I, I'm sure, but I mean, like, it doesn't... I don't think it has anything to do about gender. It's just it's just a great
0: time, you know? Right.
1: Um, maybe, but I think I think in her situation, it's because she's famous.
0: Uh, I like that the security has to keep their eyes on her just yeah. to let Celeste know <laughs> yeah. she's getting attention. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs>
1: Actually, I'd like to start that at work.
0: Okay, well, you <laughs> plan that out funny. with someone. <laughs> Uh, D- Keith answers a phone call from David about, you know, no, I guess you're out at a gay club and all this. Well, you're at a club and whatnot. Bar rather. It
1: was the me he heard the music in the background. What it's was like,
0: it? Was it celebrate? Uh, I the song it was
1: blah 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 blah.
0: Great rendition. <laughs> and uh-huh. he goes, Oh, you're
1: at a gay club.
0: I don't think he says gay club, I think he says you're at a bar.
1: He goes, You're at a bar, and he goes, Oh, you're at a gay bar.
0: Oh, okay, okay. That's
1: blah blah story. blah. <laughs> That's a great song. What's the uh, song again? One blah, more time? blah 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 blah
0: blah. Okay <laughs> <laughs> You can download that on iTunes. Uh, why does Keith <laughs> finally come out to Javier? What what do you think is the 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 for him to finally come out? I think
1: he's I think he's done with Javier and his nasty comments that he's making. Right. And he's just and and also I think with what's happened to David and he's just owning David and loving David and he's being David's supportive husband. Yeah. I think, he, I think he's. but I'm serious. I think he's done with these nasty comments that how keeps making.
0: Yeah. and But he I can
1: only take so much. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, it's nasty.
0: I also, well, yeah. Um, um, and it's absolutely unacceptable. Okay. I, I wanted to mention Celeste hitting on Keith as to sort of like, you know, smoke out the room. So Keith has to finally laugh and be like, Oh my God, I, I can't believe, you know, I thought it was funny. And the way she's like, "Why didn't you tell me you were gay, bitch?" <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I, I thought that was like a, a yeah. cool moment. Um, so Javier, Bobby, yeah. Bobby Cannavale, Rossetti, passes this subtle, "Hey, would you blow me?" Yeah, note. Where is Javier gay? Is like the idea of like, while he wasn't straight up asking him to blow mm-hmm. him, there is some Freudian texture behind mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think he's gay? Because yes. Celeste even hints at, oh, you think he's gay? Yes. So you think he meant that? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. I didn't even, I thought it was just like, oh, you're gay, so now I could joke about you now being no. gay. No. 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 You thought it was straight up? Yeah. Interesting.
1: I, I, you know, this is my own personal opinion, but I find that most people that make, um, you know, unacceptable jokes about he- um, homosexuality. Uh-huh. Um, that just, you know, try to try to laugh it off, try to act so uncomfortable around all yo, there's something like, it's you know, again it's from that movie that Alan Ball did, um American, American Beauty. Beauty. And all the right, father, where the father was the father just like, was I so, hate gay people, I just, hate gay he people. Was and so then he discriminating and Spacey. so hateful towards him. And then guess what?
0: How taking a break, uh we're gonna detour for a second, how f- it's not funny, okay? But how funny is it that we're still doing American Beauty, but how different of a tone and texture does that movie have now, knowing what we know about Kevin Spacey?
1: I'm not sure I'm comfortable doing American oh, Beauty. Oh, get the fuck I'm out of okay, here. Okay, oh, no, okay. no, get the hell out uh, of it here. Has, it has a huge different tone to where I used to think... That Kevin Spacey was such an amazing actor in this movie. I mean, this is this has been an impacting movie. Hold on, really. hold on. And then all these stuff, all this stuff coming out. Hold on. I'm hold- not saying that I'm right or wrong for. I'm saying that, I'm just giving you my feelings. Right, right.
0: He's still an amazing actor. You can't, you can't. You know, if you go rob a bank today, you're still a great funeral director. The fact yeah. that you robbed a bank doesn't change that. Yeah, right? You're right. Uh, if from this point on your work starts deteriorating and yeah. you find out you've been whatever. That's a different story, but mm-hmm. just because what we find out today doesn't change what happened. I just think it's going to be funny to go over that movie mm-hmm. knowing what we know, you mm-hmm. know, because well, whatever. We know some we'll, stuff now. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Um, when when David and, and Claire and Edie are in the movies, and what's the movie again? Princess and Me?
1: No, no, that was the preview. The, the preview. Prince and Me. Yeah, uh, Julia, Julia Styles. Julia
0: Styles. Yeah. Julia Stiles was a huge character in Dexter season five. Was she? Yeah. I and loved her it from
1: Save the Last Dance. And it's
0: really funny that uh Dave, Michael C. Hall well, David is like, Oh, she's do you think she's beautiful or not? And she ends up being like, you know. She is beautiful. Um a really big character okay, in Season. Okay, I didn't know five. that. Yeah. Thought it was cool. Yeah, it true. happened so many times. I, I've mentioned it before. I can't remember where, but there's a lot of characters from this show that transition over to Dexter. Very neat. Um And, and, you know, we we get that preview. Was that a real movie? The gun? I think it's like William Dafoe and someone else. No idea. Essentially, the gun gets pointed at the screen and then triggers David, um, which is just going to be the lasting effects of the kidnapping. PTSD. It's just going to keep happening. Mm -hmm. David heads off to the bar. Mm Mm-hmm is vodka is a vodka gimlet a good drink a story i i could see how excited you are right now to talk about alcohol <laughs> i love vodka. You're busting out i am a uh, you just gave huge me vodka a, fan yes you just held um, up a sign that says be quiet <laughs> no, this is my turn
1: i honestly your sign now
0: says take a phone call <laughs> this
1: morning that tonight you would have a vodka gimlet ready for me in honor of this episode because i've never tried one so oh. i don't know Okay. And later on at tonight, when we're having our party, uh-huh. we should uh, we should Google it and see what it is, and perhaps make one. I googled
0: it just to see what if it was an it? actual drink. What is oh, that? I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's a. There's vodka. And there's gimlet. Is, it, is gimlet sweet? Because I'm not gonna drink that. I don't. I, I don't have it for you tonight, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're I not getting it. I'm not getting it. Regardless, I really
1: thought this was gonna be like a gift. Uh-huh. That you gave to me today. You did not. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> there's two things that happen with. Keith and David and David and Claire, because we get the hands thing with Claire and Edie, mm-hmm. and then you see David when he's talking to this bartender who's sort of the subtly hidden. With yeah. or not, they when the change yeah. comes out. There's also a moment when uh, the bartender is like, "Oh, we have uh, someone ordered extra onion rings."
1: Yes, that's how you know somebody likes you. Well, I they never get free food. Well, I was just
0: gonna say I never got free food like that. What? No one likes me. Yeah. Please, but that scene. Cuts to Celeste telling Keith, you don't look like you eat fried foods. <laughs> uh, just showing like the yeah. distance where David's getting free fried food and yeah. Keith, you know, clearly yeah. doesn't eat fried food. I thought that was funny.
1: Keith has a hot body.
0: Uh, yes, he does. Yes, um, he does. But David takes home this bartender and let me say this. the It, it triggers David because David's about to f- perform oral sex on this bartender yeah, and it triggers David. How doesn't, and again, I I guess I'd have to put myself in the shoes of someone who was kidnapped, but I can't imagine David thought it would have been a good idea for him to do that.
1: Well, first of all, he was intoxicated. My big, when I saw this was like, David, are you getting behind the wheel or are you calling Uber, bro? But second of all, he was intoxicated. It was was clearly intoxicated. He's not thinking right. And you got to remember, he has two realities. He has reality, today's life, and then he's got PTSD reality. Right, right. So... He will, you know, act in life and be him, be David, 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 and then bam, he's going to have those trigger moments, and he's not thinking about that. Right? He's not. He needs help for what has happened to him. He's not thinking it is a bad idea to pick up yet another stranger.
0: Well, that what I was just going to say is like, let's because if, of what's happening. If you rewind before they start making out in the room picking up a stranger yeah like you know what right there is
1: i know i am that's what i'm saying but it's not it's not it's not hitting him yeah he he's not he's not putting them together and it's because he's again he's he's got one reality here and then he has the ptsd right. that gets triggered by different moments and here as we saw it was triggered when you know the oral sex was going
0: to happen yeah i felt bad for i mean i feel i feel bad for david definitely yes I also felt bad for that bartender because he kind of liked the same way like Joe. He had no idea what was going on. He had no idea, but he'll be fine. He'll, no, he'll, he'll be, be fine. fine. He'll, he'll be, be fine. fine, totally. But it just... It stinks for that to happen.
1: I'm like, to okay, call me. i leave my number.
0: You want but him to call you?
1: No, I'm just saying that. I'd be like, yeah, okay, bye. Here's right. my number? Right. not leaving yeah. a number. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you call it dominoes. Um <laughs> I guess funny. we could head to Rico. Rico is inevitably getting caught, right? Rico it's, Yeah. Rico, let me let me start here cuz I was having a conversation with with Marissa. Do you think and we discussed it, do you think Rico was sleeping with Sophia this entire time? No. Right. I think that's Understood that yep. they are not sleeping. They're not it sleeping. It is. It is actually what I
1: think. Something happened, and she's been holding it over him, and the guilt of that on him has been making him do all these things in order to feel like he's not going to get caught, make it go away, please her, keep two worlds happy.
0: It kind of changes, though. What I was, what we, what we discussed last week, where Rico's like, "No, it's just a girl. I'm helping. Whatever."
1: That's how he. That's what he
0: believes. Right. It's also. And again, it's hard to say this, and I'm not—I'm definitely not sticking up for Rico. And I know it's like saying if—if—if if, if you take the penis away, you know, you're, you're still whatever. He is only helping her. Take the blowjob away, which I understand, mm-hmm. like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. When Rico is saying like it's only a woman I help, I mean, he is telling the truth.
1: He's having an emotional affair too, though.
0: No, no, no. yes, he is mm-hmm. right, but I'm saying he is. But you add in the blowjob, and it's like, well, why are you helping someone who gave you right? So I know it just takes it away. Um, but like, legal Rico, R- Rico legit is giving her assistance.
1: Yes, he is right. out of
0: guilt. I, I guess what I what, what I'm trying to to provide a foundation of is like, Rico has not been physically no with her.
1: But his his response to Vanessa about he's helping a chair. He, it's him. Uh, uh, what is that word I'm looking for? Saying it's okay. What's that word that I'm looking for? Quantifying is that the word I'm looking for? Definitely not. Okay, <laughs> but him, him, it's it's him providing validation for what he's doing.
0: Okay, it's, okay, it, that's his
1: reasoning. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then we see that Vanessa's on the case, following oh, oh, her, yeah. sees Rico drop his book off. Uh, I love the line that Rico's charity has a double D. Has <laughs> double D's. That was really funny. Um. I feel, experiencing this growing up, uh L- Latino, Hispanic background, there is nothing worse than a Latino woman's wrath. When a Latino woman is mad, mm-hmm. fuck out of the way.
1: <laughs> Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned.
0: Uh, a, a Hispanic woman scorned. I've grown <laughs> up with it. I've seen it. My my aunts, you know, and all that. Um Yeah, that's... Because when I saw Vanessa, I was like, oh, shit. Growing up, I felt that. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Um, Rico, we, we talked about this last episode where uh, Walter in Breaking Bad, you could tell he was lying when he's just talking, talking, yeah. talking. And Rico's doing the same thing here, where he's just talking at the dinner table and Vanessa's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I guess where I wanted to end up with the Rico thing is when he finally, when she finally confronts Rico about it, Rico takes this opportunity to go sleep with her. Yeah. What do you think Re- Rico's reasoning is here?
1: Well, she caught me and she accused me of it, so let me just do it.
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly what I think. Jeez part of it, I think part of it is I need to get out all this frustration. Is, is, let is, me get is out like twenty five percent of let it. Let me
1: just do it so that she's already said that I'm doing
0: it, so let me just do it. Right. To right. do it. Uh it definitely does not show any remorse for what he has done, no. which kind of is really shitty. Yeah. But while I don't condone it, I understand why he went over and had sex with her because it's like, shit, you're gonna tell me I was, you know, if you're gonna get this up, fucking might as well, might as well make it worth it, which is so goddamn shitty. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Um, How about just don't do it so right.
1: that you can sleep at night and say, you know, I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At least you could. Yeah, at least you know. At you least you sit, know. Yeah,
0: you could sit there and be like, hey. Why yeah, you I didn't think do it. you think I did what I did? I, didn't, do I it. didn't. Yeah. But no, it's that he's like, no, you, you know what? I didn't do it. I did it a few minutes after you yelled at me for yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um We sort of talked about it already, but you know, our episode closed out with Nate getting ready to call Miley, and Lisa pops up again. Uh, again, sort of like you know the ep- the episode opened with. Uh, the tumor and, you know, Mm -hmm. you should have called me before it's too late. Mm -hmm. It's funny that the last thing in the episode, Lisa says is, call Brenda before it's too late. Mm -hmm. You know, just sort of Mm -hmm. how that theme, this has been one of the more, the episodes where that death finally plays into everyone's storyline, which I thought was really cool. Anything else from this episode?
1: It was, again, like I said, it was just, um, this this one was pretty emotional for me from the opening with, uh, I wish you would have come in to get treated, you know, yeah, it it was it was like i sat back and i thought when I watched this episode back in 2007, 2000, actually 2006 when I was in mortuary school, I never thought that I would yeah. be able to relate to anything totally. like this. Just totally. the funeral stuff but not this stuff. Mm-hmm. And this episode, this morning, just really opened my eyes to having, you know, if, had you sought treatment earlier, could, could things have been different from you to when you confront somebody on infidelity and then they try to turn it around and then deny, deny, deny and you know you've got the facts right there. Right, it's right. It's very heart-wrenching and very Sad and I just cried my eyes out today. It was yeah. very, it was, this was tough, and I am very angry at Rico. And I, he's got a lot. He, I'm never going to forgive him. It's <laughs> okay. not going to happen.
0: Uh, you know, I wonder if I could remember, and I'm sure we'll get to it. I wonder if your this your opinion of Rico remains the same at the series end. We'll see.
1: We'll yeah. see what happens. It's just when you do something wrong. And you're called out on it, own it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Own it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Don't turn
1: it on the other person, and don't deny it. Own it. Again,
0: I've said, I've said that. I think if I was ranking all the shitty things Rico done, I think one was the fact that he was emotionally spending time with her and not his children, his family. Mm -hmm. What I put ahead of that though, that's now number two. Number one. Was when he used her depression against her. Oh, that was sick. That that, that was, was worse. Sick. I put that that is worse over the blowjob and over the sex. I really do because that's agree with like you, more. you know. Um, but yeah, to get there's
1: there's just nothing more, in my opinion. I it just hit home, yeah, especially yeah. when when he just when she said, "No, you're doing this," and he just denied. Right. I mean, right. It's it's awful. It's an awful, awful feeling with somebody that you took uh, vows with and they just are course, saying to you and lying to you. Nasty. To,
0: to try... I know. W- I'm off of it. No, I, I was just going to say, I, I thought maybe this was going to uplift the episode, but now I'm questioning if it will. But we're still going to get to it. Okay. Uh, I am I'm sort of created a question from David. David had a statement. We we were talking... The last episode dealt with atheists. Mm-hmm. And David shared this comment with me that... Uh, you know, I was asking, is, is atheists a thing? And like, what's your service like if you're an atheist? Atheists just, do have you Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, David said, um, uh, answer the thing about atheists. Uh, David happens to be an atheist. Mm-hmm. Um, I've told my mother that if something happens to me and she has to plan my service, she is welcome to have a minister speak if it would be comforting for her, mm-hmm. but to not do it for me. By that time, I expect my cremator remains in a container somewhere. I can't really speak for other atheists, but... I think if I were going to plan it myself I'd want to I want people who knew me to get up and speak if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be religious. Yeah. That being said. Mm-hmm. In, in not to fully encapsulate it but what will you want your service to be? M- me? Yeah.
1: Well, first of all, let me just say, because I went out listening to the last podcast too and you had asked, they, atheists, atheists do have funerals. Funerals, because I, somebody, I, I didn't, I didn't I tell you know. whether they have funerals, no, 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 but they just, have like. How, what type of services do they have? In. Funerals are not, don't have to be a religious thing. No, no, totally, So, yeah. totally. so um, uh, what type of service
0: do I want? In, in short, you this just, is the scenario. Mm-hmm. You are, you're dead. <laughs> But you also, in some weird fictional scenario, you also get to plan everything. So, literally, all people have to do is show up. Yeah. All the details are taken care of. What does it so, look like?
1: So, you know my file is actually already in I know drawer, exactly right? where your file is. You actually is. know where it is. Yes. I actually have three because I've made some changes. I've had three updates. Uh-huh. And <laughs> earlier in this episode, you just called me overwhelming, which I am. Mm-hmm. So, don't you think my funeral service is going to be the funeral of the century
0: oh, overwhelm me how to, how, <laughs> where is it let's start there
1: well i have to have two i'm i I'm here
0: <laughs> here i know i'm overwhelming but i'm gonna have two funerals <laughs> Go ahead.
1: here but i'm from charleston south carolina and okay. that's that's my home base so, so there's a service
0: here there's a service here for, for my south
1: florida family and friends and loved ones and then i'm gonna be flown to charleston
0: so your body's at both yeah okay. and i'll be
1: but i'll be uh i'll be entombed in charleston okay so it's already set okay and uh it is going to, i mean my fu- my funeral is going to be fantastic okay complete with it's going to be new orleans style okay. funeral yeah yeah
0: um your you have your casket picked out
1: uh yeah the w09 okay
0: mm-hmm. uh you're having a traditional visitation
1: oh uh, yes
0: okay and uh, here and in charleston mm-hmm. are you going to church
1: no, I would be in the funeral home. I don't belong to a church so I wouldn't go to one.
0: Your who is what is your clergy person like that's speaking? I
1: have uh, a, I have two in mind uh, episcopal background.
0: Okay mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair enough.
1: It is going to be the funeral of the century.
0: <laughs> so would you say it's going to be lit?
1: It's going to be lit, but it was so funny as I have like 10 friends in my life and my best friend, uh, Mandy in Charleston has like gazillion and we laugh all the time because my funeral is only going to be packed because all of Mandy's friends are going to be there to make sure she's okay. <laughs> and also my sisters will probably just put me uh, as a direct cremation. So <laughs> really it's probably not going to happen.
0: <laughs> well, well, just because we we get to have this as, as on air proof of mm-hmm. everything uh i've had my prayer cards and it's yes, so funny i love your prayer cards. It's so funny that i i i how do i say this without coming off as condescending uh I, I guess i guess it's because of my background my mother's prayer cards for her funeral we had them and we kept them like they were gold mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they were in our cars and our houses me and my family and it was just like this means everything and then when i started working i was like huh we just print them Mm -hmm. and it's so funny what a a prayer card could mean to someone yeah you know what i mean like how i held that so dear to me it was like in my you know when i was like going away to college i had to have at least two like you know and and all this and it's just like if i wanted to right now i could go print 800 (laughs) like you know and they like you know um (laughs) i guess that being said um i wanted tell, to share tell them what your prayer card is my, my prayer it's amazing my, okay. i love it my prayer card is is the the chorus the hook to like a stone from audio slave great prayer card uh what do you think about this i'm definitely cremated okay. no viewing no visitation no nothing okay. something that we go against <laughs> in this okay. in this service um straight up you know place of death mm-hmm. refrigeration Cremated. Okay.
1: You may think that, but no, I'm no, 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 in charge.
0: No. This is why it's on uh, air.
1: Ooh, <laughs> what do you mean you're in charge? I am throwing myself in your grave. Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm gonna throw myself in your casket. I I'm,
0: have to. I have no casket. <laughs> Cremation. Straight up oh. and, and 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 music.
1: hmm
0: Red hot, hot chili peppers. Red hot chili peppers, but yeah. service by the beach. Oh. And that's it.
1: I just I can't handle your service. <laughs> I can't. I don't agree with it. It's um, not going to happen. <laughs>
0: no, but I mean, I guess so. I think this is definitely. I think this <laughs> you is, put
1: this on the air to make sure that God forbid this has to happen, that the world would know. The world will know.
0: <laughs> but I, what I think is really funny, and I, I swear <laughs> I didn't plan this,
1: is that you're underwhelming.
0: <laughs> and I think I'm it's really funny is I want to be disposed of. When I mean, I might, what I mean by that is I want to be cremated asap. Yes. As, yes. as as as. legally allowed earliest convenience to be cremated and to have as simple a service (laughs) by the beach and yours is two visitations <laughs> in two
1: different, two different States. I may add a third because I also <laughs> lived in Atlanta and went to more church school and worked there at a funeral. So I may need to go there too. So we oh may have a third. God.
0: That's so funny.
1: I have to tell you that I, I did pick out my prayer card. Okay. I have to share this with you. It's in my folder just so you know. Okay. And I'm par- I may paraphrase may not be getting this right, but I thought this is so me. May I arrive to my funeral a little, <laughs> may I arrive to my funeral, um, late, a Little Drunk and In Love by Atticus. Isn't that beautiful? That is. Is does that not sum it up?
0: That that sums it up.
1: We have the best prayer cards. <laughs> we do.
0: Um Yes, we do. We do. Um
1: <laughs> my overwhelming <laughs> jazz band, jazz funeral.
0: Let me let me say this too. When when uh, where where we work, we have a system where if you call and you just want to give us details, yeah. someone's about to pass, we do write up a file. Just so when you call back, we're not like oh, this is the first time where we're speaking. We could be like, hey, I know who you mm-hmm. spoke to, whatever. Uh, in those files, you can legit go and pull it up. Natalie's is in there. I have three. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. I do. <laughs> totally overwhelmed. I had to make revisions.
0: <laughs> you have... I have three. I make revisions. You have revisions. three files. I have zero. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, yeah, that's really funny.
1: You're so funny.
0: Uh. Wow. What a great question that we created. That was a great created question. created out of thin air. Yeah. That, you know? Um, I guess with that being said, we are done with this episode. Uh, next week, if I could pull it up fast enough on HBO Go, we will be discussing coming and going. Uh, is this the episode they go to Mexico? No, it's two episodes from now. I don't know if they go to Mexico. Whatever. Um, we will be back. Next I don't know if
1: they go to Mexico. Whatever. That's how it sounds.
0: Thanks. When you say it. <laughs> uh, next week is not Thanksgiving. No, next week will be Thanksgiving. Okay. Are we taking off for Thanksgiving? No, we are not. Oof. Thanksgiving is on a Thursday. I we know. release episodes on a Monday, so. I'm going to be out of town. Well, we will record early that week. Oh, okay. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. Friends through eternity, loyalty, will stay together through Thank you for listening to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. Listen to this and all episodes at diggingpodcast.com. Join us on the next episode as we review each episode of HBO's original television series Six Feet Under. Please search and subscribe to us on iTunes under Digging Six Feet Under. We've been together for so long. I can't be deal-